What's up, guys? Your boy Josh with League of Their Own. Welcome to the show. I hope everybody's doing wonderful. <laughs> um, if you're listening to us, you're either listening to us on the audio podcast, would be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, or you're watching the video portion of this on YouTube. So welcome, everybody. As you can see here, we have two cameras today. We got one over here, and then we got this main one here. So we're going to just... Keep it a little interesting for the viewers on YouTube. Just kind of go back and forth. I mean, it's nothing fancy right now, but just just trying it out. So we have a lot to discuss today, but I will try to combine that very, very short into a, a short show for you. I know this past Saturday was uh, not the game we wanted to see out of the Tennessee Volunteers, obviously. Very terrible. So we'll run over some stats. We'll run over some some players that I thought stood out and that actually gave uh, the effort. And then we will talk uh, a little bit about BYU. Not much uh, because it's too early in the season. And with their first game, they didn't look so hot. So we'll talk a little bit about them as well. <coughs> and we'll talk about a player on the Tennessee football team right now that may be an issue, so you're going to have to stay tuned to the end to hear who that is. Could be a cancer to the team, but we'll let you guys decide on that. So what we're going to do is we're going to start this thing off by SeatGeek. Uh, this is sponsored by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is an amazing app that helps you find tickets in the easiest way possible. Use our code LOTTO when you check out, L-O-T-O, and you will receive $20 off your first order. All right, so appreciate it, SeatGeek. I'm sure ticket sales are going to go down after uh, this past Saturday's game. So, Saturday's game, we, we counted down. We, we were waiting for football time in Tennessee, and it got here. And that is the performance that we had. That was the performance that we had. All that hard work for them, and they come out and lay, I'm going to say a goose egg. Even though they scored points, that was just... That was flat out bad. Now, we're not on the fire Jeremy Pruitt train. If you guys feel that way, that's no problem at all. You are entitled to your own opinion. I, I respect that because when I say things on here, you guys let me have it. You say, no, 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 that's not right. Or, yeah, yeah, that's right. That, that sounds pretty right. So, by all means, it's your opinion. Take it and run with it. But we are not on that train, but we definitely agree that Something, something has to change. Something has to, not saying it's a coaching staff, but something has to change. What is not working with these guys? In the, and I know it's only one game. We know it's only one game. But what is not working? Something's not clicking. Did Jeremy Pruitt get these guys ready? Did these guys buy into it? I'm sure the coaching staff got them ready. Even though Jeremy Pruitt says it's on him when his press conference said it's his it's on him. It's on the coaching staff. I understand coaches coach and players play. That's, that's it. That's all you need to know. Coaches coaches and players play. That, I mean, players have to show up and play. It was, it, was, it was an utter embarrassment. The worst loss since, what was it, 1983? Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but Wow. The worst lost since the worst loss, if I if I can't stop lisping over my my tongue, the worst loss since nineteen eighty three. 
Um, it's not looking good, good on Rocky Top right now. Now, for those who are in attendance at the game, uh, earlier that morning, Vol Navy, where you obviously you take your boat over there, apparently a boat caught on fire and sank. <laughs> they believe that's the bad omen on Tennessee. That started it off on the wrong note, and it went downhill from there. So, by all means, guys, when you go, when you take your boat to Vol Navy, please bring a fire extinguisher, please. We can't, we can't take another one of these gut-wrenching losses. So with that, let's go, let's go jump in the stats here as I pull my stats up. I mean, it's just, uh, there, there's some blame to be on, on everybody. Offensive line, defensive line, coaching staff, quarterback, running backs. The blame goes all around. It's not one person. Not one person makes the entire team. It's a team effort, guys. Let's not forget that. So we're going to start it off with, with Tennessee stats. I'm sure you guys are like, we don't care. We don't care about the stats we lost. And you're right. You sh if you don't care about the stats, then you might want to skip a little bit forward to the next segment. So <laughs> let's talk about JG. Now, I'm a firm believer in JG. I've, I've said that from the start. Uh, I'm not going to re-up and, and, and back out of what I said because I said what I said. I believe he can be good. But is he there yet? Still, from the first game, no. Not yet. 26 of 40 for 311 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. One interception was tipped, but still an interception is an interception, right? 311 yards. Average passing yards per play when he, when he did pass was about seven yards. So what does that tell you? JG likes to, to dunk and die. Now, I don't know if that was part of the game plan. But dunk and dive and pass these short yardage passes into the flat or underneath to the tight end, whatever they did, it still didn't work. But you're not going to win in the SEC with an average of seven yards per pass play. You're not going to, you've got to go deep. Did we attempt to go deep? We did, but were we accurate? No. This, this whole dunking and diving stuff in the SEC is not going to work. Flat out not going to work. It clearly did not work against your state. Clearly. So, JG, get it together, man. I, I know it's a, it's a fresh start. It's not what you wanted to do. Get it together. Take a look at our running backs here. One guy I was very impressed with, very impressed with, Eric Gray which I'll touch on him in just a second. But let's take a look. Uh, leading rusher, obviously. Ty Chandler, six carries, 48 yards, eight-yard average, and one touchdown. Eric Gray had seven carries, 29 yards, and a four-yard average, uh, average. And Tim Jordan, seven carries, 16 yards, and a 2.3 yards on an average. So we had three running backs with five or more touches. Not a single one of them, single one of them in double digits in touches. Um... Uh, Obviously, you would like to see a running back carry the ball 10 to, four, 10 to 13 times. Let's say 10 to 13. All right, 10 to 13 times per game to kind of balance. But, I mean, I see we did balance with our, with our run game, though. We had six carries here for one guy, seven for the other guy, seven for the other guy. But 
you want you want you got to get him in a rhythm. You got to get the guy that is going to set the spark on the team and that's going to going to get the ball rolling. Get him 10 or 11 carries. Give it to him. And then have your other guys like Eric Gray and Tim Jordan with seven carries, six carries, five carries, whatever. Disperse it like that, but don't disperse it over three guys. Give one guy the bulk of the load. Put Jeremy Banks back in at running back. Although Jeremy Banks did well at the uh, linebacker position, he still some plays he didn't read correctly, but he likes to lay the wood down. So Eric Gray, going back, running back, sorry I went off topic there. Eric Gray impressed me. Not, not like to the point where I'm like, oh man, this guy should start. But he could. He could. Why not change it up, right? We were shuffling the offensive line the whole game. We were shuffling rotations. Why not let Eric Gray start? The reason why I say Eric Gray start or he impressed me is he's shifty. He's really shifty. From those few plays that I saw, he's really shifty. Ty Chandler's not that shifty kind of guy. He's, he's an in-betweener. He's a north-south type of guy, but he can be shifty if he wants to, but he's, he doesn't look as shifty as Eric Gray. Tim Jordan is he's going to lay his, lay his head down and, and try to run you over, or he's going to run physical. Now, if Jeremy Banks was back there, that was, that's, a, that's a miniature Marion Barber there. But I see the dynamic in our running backs, but we need something electric. <laughs> and it's just the first game, and we need something electric. Let's go to our wide receivers. Our wi- I was impressed with our wide receivers, but, I mean, <sighs> we got to get him more touches. So Jawan Jennings had seven receptions for 108 yards and a touchdown. You'd like to see Jennings get a little more, right? Seven? Yeah, we want to get him more. What I'm disappointed in is Callaway. Three touches. Three receptions, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Eric Gray, six receptions, 51 yards. Eric Gray in the passing game as well. Dominic Wood Anderson, now he was a standout. He, he, he did pretty well. Three receptions, 79 yards. I feel like we get the tight end incorporated a little more. They're not going to be so focused on Jawan Jennings or uh, Marquez Callaway. But then again, that's why I'm not a coach. So they will do what's necessary, I believe, to uh, distribute that ball properly. Now, if you go down, Josh Palmer had three receptions and 17 yards. So the wide receiving core was uh, kind of... One, one sided to Juwan, and then it was separated between Dominic Wood Anderson, Eric Gray, Marquez Calloway, and Josh Palmer. Now, the defense, man, I don't know where the defense was, but we, uh, we just posted a breakdown video. I'll YouTube, when you see this, I will link it up here above me here. So just take a look at that. That is uh, just some, some offensive plays, some defensive plays. The good, the bad, the ugly in this film breakdown for Tennessee and Georgia State. Schamberger uh, was, uh, was a little impressive to me. If he would have nabbed that interception that was on the ground, I would have, he would have been my MVP even though we lost in this game. Uh, Sean Schamberger, he had four tackles, two assists, one sack, and he almost had an interception. Uh, Henry, to- 
God, I'm going to say this kid's name wrong all year long. Like I've been saying, Garantano is all wrong all year long. Toyo, Toyo, Toyoto, Toy, like Toyota. Anyway, we're going to call him Henry. Henry, for a true freshman, four tackles, three assists. He, he played pretty well for a true freshman. And you had Savion Williams in there making some plays. He was trying to be emergent on that defensive line. And Greg Emerson as well. Man, it's I'm looking down here. Alante Taylor had two tackles. Darrell Taylor had two tackles. Darrell Taylor. It was either Darrell Taylor or Nigel Warrior. Again, it's in that breakdown video. One of them needed new ankles after uh, that quarterback put a move on him. And I completely highlight it. I say this guy has, was juked. He was just flat-out juked. Flat-out juked. He coming off the edge. I, I'm pretty sure it was Nigel Warrior. And Nigel Warrior only had one tackle. One tackle. Three assists. Jeremy Banks had one tackle. I mean, it's – I don't know, man. That's the stats for Tennessee. Marquez uh, Callaway had a good punt return. I was hoping he'd take out into the house, but tripped up. But other than that, there was really nothing spectacular that obviously jumped off the page there or, or jumped out of this game to say, man, we are headed in the right direction. It seems like we just continued from last year. Last year, coming off those two blowout losses, and then we come out and we put a performance like this, it has the fans on edge. If not on edge, they have already fallen off. And... They don't know what else to do. And with this game, they – and it mind boggles me because the offensive line was shuffled the entire game. I would look one play. I would see uh, Wanya Morris in there. I'm like, wow, okay, good. He's in there. He's playing. Trey Smith in there. Awesome. I like Trey Smith as a person. Um, I was glad to see him get back on the field. And then I look the next play or several plays later, the whole offensive line is different. I don't understand the reasoning for that. Obviously, probably to get them reps, but you need to focus on winning the game. Get your best guys in there now. Win this game, and then go back on look at film and see who is really who has really solidified their spot on the offensive line. Don't shuffle it throughout the entire game. I mean, throughout the entire game, guys. Go back, watch some replays. Wow, that left tackle wasn't there. Wow, that right guard wasn't there. Who are these guys? I mean, it was just shuffling and shuffling. Same thing with running backs. Obviously, we had Eric Gray get in there and, and play a little bit. Uh, I, just, I don't understand the reasoning, but that, like I said from the beginning, that's why I'm not a head coach, and that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> so Let's take a pop over to Georgia State. I, just out of curiosity, I want to see the numbers for Georgia State because I really didn't look at them. Uh, after the game, I, I went on you know, live. I had the therapy session and didn't really take a look at stats. Dan Ellington, pretty much just ate Tennessee live, not by his arm, <laughs> and, but by his legs. Now, his numbers are not stellar. He was 11 for 24 for 139 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, their running back was pretty good, but Dan Ellington had 14 carries for 61 yards, an average of four and a half yards and one touchdown. Now, those aren't explosive running plays, 
Those are plays moving the chains, keeping the drive alive, and keeping Tennessee's not-so-good defense on the field. He did an amazing job. We definitely took this game for granted. We did not think this was going to happen, clearly. But it did. We were not prepared for Georgia State. And as Coach Pruitt said, they threw some things out there that they didn't see. They threw some things out there that they did see, but couldn't stop it. Tennessee has always been bad at, at trying to stop a running quarterback anyway, so it doesn't surprise me. Um, now, let Georgia State's receiving core really didn't throw much. Three receptions, two receptions, two receptions, 40 yards, 30 yards, 17 yards. They didn't throw much. They only threw when they needed to. They was already up. They were already up, and then they said, you know what? Let's just throw some of these, these read option plays in here. Let's just run it down their throat. And that's exactly what they did. That is exactly what they did. Ah, it's, uh, it, it's very depressing right now for Tennessee fans, and, and I know everybody is in panic mode. Now, I'll give you my take on being in panic mode. Relax. R-E-L-A-X. Did I spell that right? Yeah. Relax, as Aaron Rodgers would say. First game, but I understand it's frustrating, and I understand you want to change. But like Pruitt said, we're not there yet. And from the looks of this game, we're not even close to being there. So now's the time to re-up on your, your, your predictions this year. I had them going 8-4. Uh, and four. Still a possibility. But after this first game, definitely doesn't look like a possibility. So next we got BYU coming in. BYU coming off that loss uh, this past Saturday. Or was it Friday? It was one of those days they played. They didn't look so hot either. But they're coming into a, uh, a Tennessee team that is struggling themselves. And this game here, I promise you, this game, I am promising you. Now you're like, wait a minute, what is he promising? I guarantee you. I guarantee, I'm saying the word guarantee, but it's not for what you think. I guarantee you this will be the you find out what Tennessee is made of game right here. This game, this BYU game. And it's sad that we have to say that, and it's only the second game of the season. The second game. But this game right here def will define who we are and we'll tell you for the rest of the season how we're going to play, if we're going to lay down, or if we're going to go out there and try to fight. This game, the second game of the year, this, you will find out who, who Tennessee is, what this team is made of. You'll find it out. I guarantee it. If they come out here and they, they put up 13 points and BYU puts up 40, look for that for the rest of the year. But if they come out here with a little bit of fight, with a little bit of energy, because obviously we didn't have any against Georgia State whatsoever. If they come out here and they do that against BYU, then we might have something working here. But I guarantee you this will be the game 
that you will find out what they're made of. If we see the same old, same old, then expect that for the rest of the year. So Tennessee is favored in this game by three points. I'm sure it'll, it'll fluctuate. It was three and a half, and it moved back down to three. I don't see how they are favored, but obviously home field advantage automatically gives them, them three points. So in reality, we're not even favored. <laughs> but three points is the spread right now with BYU coming into town, and that is on uh, Saturday, obviously the 7th. That's in the night game at 7 p.m. on ESPN. That'll be interesting. Primetime ESPN. Now, go back just a second to what I said. I guarantee you're going to find out what this team is made of because even though we were on ESPNU this past Saturday, this is a night game. The entire country will probably watch this game because you have your 7 o'clock games and you go to your, your what is it, your, your eight, 8 o'clock games, 9 o'clock games or whatever out west. There's going to be eyes on this game, not because, oh, man, it's Tennessee. There's going to be eyes because there's no other football games on. And if there are, then, then I'm wrong. But there's no other football games on, and people are going to want to watch this. Don't know why, but I, I'm telling you, under the lights, ESPN, they better show up, or it will not be <laughs> Vol Nation anymore. Vol Nation will be irrelevant. I'm surprised the fans have not burned anything down. Don't, don't do it. But the way the fans have been talking. So, this game, you'll find out. You will find out for sure. And I'm not the one to sit here and to, uh, to talk bad about our fans, even though some are... Not so nice, <laughs> but we live, a, we live in a soft world, so I don't want to say certain things, but I'm not going to sit out here and point you guys out because you, you took your hard-earned money, you went to the games, you bought gear, you put in the time to go see the game, and then the product on the field is not what you paid for. I would ask for a refund. Why not? But I understand your frustration. But guys, we're going to take a quick little break. Check out this sponsor, and then we'll be right back. Oh man, reading really hurts my eyes, especially with my glasses. Oh. Don't worry, I have a solution for your problem. Oh really? Would you like to hear about it? Yes, I would love to hear. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Well, why Audible? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And I get a free book just for signing up for a trial? That is correct. To download your free audiobook today go to audibletrial.com slash lotto podcast again that's audibletrial.com slash lotto podcast for your free audiobook all right guys so there's one thing that i want to talk about today obviously there's there wasn't a lot to talk about with the the georgia state game uh nothing nothing big coming out of that game obviously but 
I want to talk about a player on the squad right now, okay? I want to talk about the player. There's a player on the Tennessee squad right now that we need to talk about. Now, for those who don't know, I don't, I'm not sure if, this is, if his first name is Jordan or whatever, but something Murphy, number 11, guys, just posted on his Twitter, and I'll put it up here on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on the audio portion, I'll try to slide the, uh, the info in there for you the, to the video. But you can go check out his Twitter. His uh, Twitter handle is at Kane underscore Murph 23. So... The first thing that kind of threw me off was uh, the picture that he has on Twitter, and it's, uh, it says, respect the last name. He's in his Tennessee uniform, and he's getting ready to put his helmet on. Respect the last name. Cool. You want to post that? That's fine. That's cool. I understand that. But you also got to respect that orange, orange power tee you're wearing. It's not just about your last name. You're on a team here. But that's not the biggest issue. My biggest issue is here. Is right here. Now, I'll read this for you, for those who are listening on the audio portion. It's got a crying emoji, and it says, Man, y'all can't tell me this ain't funny. And it has a video of a guy walking into a building in his little flashy outfit, just, you know, dancing like he just hit the lottery and stuff. Pretty funny. But the, the tagline says, Georgia State walking into Tennessee's a- athletic department to collect that 950000 Mind blown. My mind's blown. You were on this team that got beat by Georgia State. And you're going to sit there and I, I get I get it. That's a funny video. That's a funny video. But you're on this team. I mean, you're on this team. <laughs> Why even post something like that? Why? Why in times like this, obviously you just had the biggest upset in Tennessee in a long time. Why? Is, is, are you part of the problem? Are we playing for ourselves instead of playing for the team? Is that what's going on here? I just, that just rubbed me the wrong way. And shout out to David May for, for bringing that to my attention. More info on, on David May. We're going to be, uh, we'll get you that info here uh, after a while. But uh, we got some kinks here. We're going to start doing some something a little different. So, But that right there strike, strikes me as like, hey, man, I'm just, here to, I'm just here to get mines. I'm just here to get mines. That's it. That's it. Posting a video like that on a team that you're currently playing on that got beat by that team and thinking that it's funny, you should be, you should be pissed right now. You should be pissed. You should be highly upset as fans and as a player. You should be pissed. You should be so mad that you got beat by Georgia State and then come out next week with a little fire underneath you. You shouldn't be posting a video like that. Come on. Use your brain, man. Use your brain. How do you think that's going to look to fans? How do you think that's going to look to recruits and their, and their parents? That's just look like, oh, they got a guy on the team that doesn't even care. And he's like, man, this is funny. You got kids that would die to be a walk-on at Tennessee. And 
to play at Tennessee, to wear that power tee, to wear that orange, and you're sitting here posting stuff like that? Take a little bit more pride in what team you're on and what you're working for. I get it. At the end of the day, your goal is to get to the league, to get to the NFL, right? That's your goal. But you ain't in it right now. You're at the University of Tennessee. So play like it. Act like it. I get it. I get it. It's okay to have fun every once in a while, but when you when you're basically like, man, this is funny that Georgia State is walking into Tennessee right now collecting that 950,000. Come on. Maybe maybe that's part of the problem with this team already. And it's only game 1. Man. I don't know, man. It's uh Tennessee's got a long road ahead of them if something doesn't change. And it has to change quickly. And like I said, the BYU game, you're going to find out what this team is really made of. If they come out and they play pitiful, you can expect that for the rest of the year. This is a key game Saturday. This is a key game. And it's only the second game. I'm going to say it over and over. It's only the second game. And this is a major key game. This is the game that you're either going to lose that fan base if they haven't already left or you're going to try to regain their hearts back. One of the two. One of the two. And boy, I hope they get it right. I hope they figure it out. They will. I think they will. I think they will. But I don't know, man. It's going to be a long, uh, long practice week for the Tennessee Volunteers, obviously. But um, we'll see how it rolls for them. We'll see them on Saturday. Night game. ESPN. Man, that's, uh, that's crazy. Murph, come on, man. You should take that down, brother. But, uh, guys, I'm Josh from League of Their Own. That's been today's show. Hasn't been the prettiest show. Hasn't been the longest show. Appreciate everybody listening today. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. If you're listening to us on Google, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you are listening to us at, thank you. We appreciate it. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And that's all That's all social media, yeah. That's all the social media we have. Yeah. Don't forget to find and YouTube. Sorry. Sorry. That's that's the one too. Guys, uh, appreciate everybody. Let's let's hang in there. Let's see what Saturday holds for us. Then you can make your final determination if you want to uh, be a part of this team or not. But uh, like I said, look forward to them to come out and uh, they better come out and give it all they got because this is that game. This is that pivotal game of the year already. So, guys, I'm Josh from League of Their Own. Shows every Wednesday. Saturdays we go live before the game just to get everybody wound up. And then after the game we do our therapy session. Win or lose, if you missed that therapy session, go back on our Facebook page. It's there. Vent all you want to. Do whatever you want to. Say whatever you want fine by me but guys i'm josh for league of their own and as always say it with me go balls